We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Inside the Clubhouse here at Southern Sports Radio 67 before I am David Hall with Peace of Mind. Until 11 o'clock today, we are talking baseball. We have a new segment to introduce. We have more White Sox discussion. We've got a lot to get to. There was a no-hitter in baseball last night, Bruce. But we have some breaking news related to the Cubs that uh, we need to check out. and We need to share with people, Bruce, because this could be an interesting and significant development. Yes, uh, first base coach of the Chicago Cubs, Craig Driver, has tested positive for COVID-19 virus. He was held back from traveling with the team uh, on the trip to Pittsburgh uh, for testing, and now this is positive. Uh, the good news for the Cubs, and we, we wish Craig and uh, all the best and, con- and continue to get better, uh, is that uh, contract tracing uh, indicated that he, uh, he didn't come into contact with uh, any of the Cubs that went on the trip to Pittsburgh. Therefore, there's, uh, there's no worries there. So um, uh, bad news for Craig Driver. Hopefully he'll get well soon. Good news for the Cubs and their traveling party that they were not impacted uh, with this from uh, what we understand. All the so, testing was done Wednesday and Thursday uh, for the uh, traveling uh, party, and it all came back negative. So those people who may not be aware, Craig Driver is 32 years old. He's in his second year on the Cubs coaching staff. Uh, quality assurance coach Mike Napoli, coach first base in Driver's absence in Thursday's op- uh, opening uh, game in that series. The Cubs had Friday off. They returned today at 530. Uh, coverage begins here on the score with Zach's pregame at 5 o'clock. He'll have probably more information. But as we sit here this morning, uh, a few minutes past 10 o'clock, we know that uh, Craig Driver, the Cubs' first base coach, who was deemed to be under the weather, did not make the trip, as you point out. Uh, positive test for COVID. We have contact tracing and that's all we know at this point, Bruce. Um, and and you do hope that it, this is contained, and that you hope that he is okay health-wise, and you hope that this is uh, one of those things that uh, they got in front of, and, and everybody ends up being fine and healthy. Yeah, so it's a big change from last year, uh, David, where you know we saw teams going down. Uh, right now, you know, with with the way that they travel, you know, and they they when when they do travel, you know, they have these. Uh, these little um, things that go around their arms or ankles, uh, as far as tracing goes, and uh, just uh, you know, the 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 much more sophisticated is what I'm trying to say, as far as uh, dealing with uh, COVID this year, making uh, things a little easier for baseball to deal with the virus. It's also a reminder, Bruce. I think that as 
fans go back to the ballpark happily and I think are ready to kind of return to normalcy or a semblance of that, that this is not behind us yet. There are going to be isolated reminders. Hopefully they're isolated and it doesn't uh, spread into something greater or bigger. But this is just a sobering reminder that we are still dealing with the after effects are in the midst of a pandemic. We're at the tail end of it. We can see the end is near. You hope that is the case, but the numbers continue to, you know, be worth paying attention to. And and a positive test on the Cubs staff is something that uh, we still have to uh, pay attention to and is significant. And, And that's why, you know, breaking news here on the score is powered by BetQL. Become a better sports better. Get smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. And the breaking news being Craig Driver, first base coach for the Cubs, a positive COVID test. And the protocols are underway to contain that. So here we are. Now we're going to continue to talk baseball. Bruce, we have a new segment to introduce this week. We have something that we would like to call on a regular basis, chin music. High and inside, oh, chin music, a little chin music, take that hit for a ride. It's time for some chin music. Hey, Aunt, how about a warning? Sure. Watch out you don't get killed. <laughs> because sometimes in baseball, you've got to send a strong message, especially when someone has it coming. Each Saturday, David and Bruce come in high and tight with a response to something that deserves one, like this. All right, this week we will look at something that we heard that we want to deliver a strong message, maybe buzz the tower a little bit, Bruce. Because every week we're going to identify someone or something that deliver, deserves a, a strong message delivered. And this week, this was the sound that we heard that we felt like uh, merited some sort of response. Rossi, good morning. Good morning, Bruce. I wonder if you understand the uh, overindulgence of people like myself and some fans about the early season slump, considering, you know, the the hitting of last year. And, you know, we know this isn't the NFL, but still uh, it's something that's being, being looked at early. Yeah. I, I don't know how to control the outside narrative. I mean, this is a 162, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to ride that roller coaster four or five games in. Like, we're, I, I'm not going to do that. So just tell people to hold tight, I guess. Sit back, relax. We got a chance to win another series today. I don't, I don't know what to tell. You'll find a way on the radio, I know. It's just me. I'm speaking for me alone. Okay. Well, then no comment. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's uh, David Ross having me put on the barbersaw and use the Gillette uh, shaver for that high and tight one that he threw back at me a couple times. And what we found out from that was, um, yeah, you know, uh, I was... I was inquiring because obviously, even though it's a quick early story, the offense isn't there for the Chicago Cubs. Now they break out and they get 11 hits, uh, you know, uh, yesterday and that's, you know, or Thursday. That's great. But um, from the perspective of uh, Ross, this was a day game after a night game and the first one of the year and uh, a loss the night before that wasn't too much fun. And he was... uh, 
he was not in the uh, the mood to deal with uh, my type of questions or a lot of questions because of the fact that uh, there's some days where he's just gonna be as real as real can be and say, yeah, you know, that's you know, those are stupid questions this early in the season. I'm not, I'm not going there. But was he asking for a retaliation, Bruce, because he kept that tone alive when he was razzing Jordan Bastion later during the same Zoom conference? With Wilson, uh, how important is it to kind of schedule those off days in advance? Because it seems like he'd be a guy that could try and talk you out of giving him a day off. Yeah, I thought I just answered that question, didn't I? Did you did I? Yeah, it's very important for Wilson to get off days. This was a scheduled off days. We're going to rely on him throughout the season and play a lot of innings. So it's going to be important to get him rest and protect his body. I guess more what I was asking was scheduling the off day in advance. So it's not a last minute. He's trying to talk you out of it situation, knowing his personality. I don't know how else to answer the question, Jordan. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Bruce. That is that that is begging for a response. He's sort of asking for a little chin music in response there because Rossi is grumpy. He's entitled to be grumpy. I, I love it. I love the whole edgy. morning. I, okay. No, because you're right, David. It's totally edgy. But the thing I like the most is, you know, this is uh, this is David Ross unplugged. You know, in the morning. You know, no. Uh, you know, being no Mr. Nice Guy answering all the questions, whether he thinks they, they are good ones or not. Today was that day was all about I'm not dealing with these crappy questions this morning. Uh, you know what? I, I'm not in the mood and you guys are just going to have to wear it back because I'm not I'm not dealing with it. It was it was the beauty of what happens to baseball. people oh, Bruce, and honest, Bruce, honest people. That- during Come on, the, this is called chin music, season. not out of the strike zone in the dirt music. Come on, listen. It was it was great. It was fantastic. I like wearing it. Uh, well, it's good. It's good that you're a good sport about it. You're a professional, and it's not the first time. It won't be the last. But I always I always chuckle because yeah, dealing with grumpy coaches or managers, that's part of what we do. We get it. They they're not going to be the affable guy you see. Uh, all, yeah, all the but time. this is David Ross, my friend, the guy dancing with the uh, the stars. Yeah, I know. You know, the hero from the World Series, the, the greatest underdog to come back and uh, you know show that every man can go to the World Series and help the Chicago Cubs win after 108 years. And now you're you're dealing with the reality of hey, he's a big league manager, and there's going to be days where he's going to tell you to take a hike. I know. Is that it's, okay? It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It could be it's at, beautiful. It, it, professional, though. Yeah. Okay. He has a bad day. Everyone has a bad day. But if, if it, this is I, a great baseball city, but dealing with the overreaction or overanalysis is part of living in Chicago. You're going to be right. I'm going to be wrong. We're going to disagree. We're going to get along. But you're going to understand that there's some things about, you know, you celebrate the passionate baseball city that Chicago is. Part of that. Part of that is dealing with this sort of like, oh, my gosh, they're hitting 157 after seven games. What does this mean oh, to October? That is what we do in, in, a, in a sports city with two all-sports all radio stations with the fan base that has been without baseball in person for two years. Are you kidding me? If people want to overreact this week, go ahead, overreact. That's part of it. Uh right? 
the Zoom sessions are basically a dunk tank. You know, you remember the old dunk tank. Uh, they had it at uh, Riverview, which is way before most of our listeners were born. That was the the greatest amusement park in the world ever. It uh, stopped being in existence in 1960. But a lot of other amusement parks had dunk tanks where you're on that little uh, seat and then somebody throws a ball and it hits the, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. the bullseye. Bruce, you go into the Bruce, water. It's, Bruce, and that's Bruce, pretty I, much what Zooms are for managers. Hey. Can you imagine Can you imagine Earl Weaver or Billy okay. Martin uh, or Leo DeRocher in a Zoom uh, before and after games? You know, it's just unimaginable for me to be able to, to even think about it. And the fact that um, these Zooms for managers are kind of like pie throwing contests, you know, they really are because the guy has nowhere to go. They're answering questions that they no, most normally wouldn't answer uh, the same way one on one talking to a guy. And it's just Bruce. it's just a new it's a new world out there. I grew up in small town Indiana. You don't have to explain the carnival to me, okay? I know a dunk tank and a pie throwing uh, contest, but come on, these guys have to suffer fools. That's part of the job, and I'm not calling the media core a bunch of fools because I've been part of that and remain part of that. But you you, you gotta you gotta give him a break. Certainly, he's having a bad day, but you gotta suffer fools, no matter. That's part of the job almost. You're the daily spokesperson for an organization that is worth $3.5 billion. You're the face out there. Occasionally, if you're grumpy, okay. But that can't be the rule. That's got to be the exception, right? right? Yeah, well, you know, I think I think the first one that really made me laugh, I think it was uh, Jesse Rogers talking to uh, Pinella about uh, 12 years ago about Saying, did you ever, did you ever think about taking Soriano out for defense? <laughs> and it was like, you know, this is after Soriano blew a game at the end in the ninth inning. And it was like, you know, Jesse asked a good question. It was a strong question. It's a question that's commonly asked now. Back then, yeah. What did you using the term? Did you ever think? Okay, that was a that was a non-starter. Okay, Bruce. for managers back then. Now it's common. It's that, common yeah. right now. All of us have stories about being sort of embarrassed and being jumped on. I can remember being an intern for the South Bend Tribune, and it was such a big thrill to come over to Chicago to cover Cubs game. And I had the audacity to ask Don Zimmer the dumbest question that I think I could come up with about Greg Maddox. I think it was, or or I forget the exact question because I was so nervous. You're right. I'm you know this 20 year old mm -hmm. kid who's in the Chicago Cubs clubhouse, grew up a Cubs fan. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's Mark Grace, and Zimmer just embarrassed me, just embarrassed me. And I, you know, like, who are you? Where you come from? What kind of question is that? And so you have, and I was like, okay, that was, oh, a good he lesson. went Digger Phelps. He, he went, went Digger Phelps on you. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Total for Digger. But, but you're right. These guys have bad days. We forgive these bad days because they, but I think that, you know, yeah. and Rossi does a great job of being, being the spokesperson. So yeah, the dunk take analogy is I, a good thing. And he, and, and you know what? Bruce, you got dunked uh, in that tank a little bit this week. Ozzie Guillen had some fun at your expense as, as we are talking about these Zoom conferences after he heard what happened when you were unable to connect visually with Dallas Keuchel. Well, I, the only, do you know the best thing about that? All right. When Bruce Lavai told Keuchel, Hey, I'm sorry because you, I know my camera is not ready. Kaiko don't want to see that face, Bruce. Please, come on, bro. You're right. He, he just want to hear you and answer your questions. Okay? 
And the worst part of that, David, was uh, the horse laugh from Frank Thomas in the background. You have a Hall of Famer sitting there going, yeah, yeah, Rosie, you're right. That's a tough face to look at. Oh, that's great. So, uh, so that's that's the beauty. That that was uh, that was my. Uh, I think it was the same day. Yeah, that was. Uh, it was the, the same day. It was a long was day, Bruce. Day. You you worked long no, hours. No, but it was, that a, was good a long day. day. It was oh, okay. a good day, you know, because it it just uh, it shows you, you know, what goes on out there on a daily basis. It's fun to uh, get picked on. It's fun to deal with people, and uh, you know that's. Baseball coverage, what could be better than that? Okay, Bruce, but if somebody's coming inside on you and somebody's hitting you, and whether it's in the helmet or – Oh, or I, I, got, wall, I got Ozzy right away. I'm coming I back. Right I'm away. retaliating. I'm coming back. With I got Ozzy music. right away. I said he was wearing these red slippers on the show. Okay? He was. <laughs> he was. He was wearing red slippers, and I said, didn't uh, EB – EB is his wife. Didn't EB tell you – that you forgot to take off your house slippers before you left the house today. I Boom. Mean, they were bright red. Nothing, nothing like my man Ozzy the way he dresses. I mean, uh, he's he's a beautiful guy and dresses beautifully. Oh. But he did he did walk out of the house with his slippers on. We love having Ozzy every week on the Mullen Haw Show. We're it's a privilege to talk to Ozzy every week. His outfits are the source of some conversation some weeks, so that's fun. And, and Bruce, good for you for buzzing the tower and get, providing Ozzy some chin music in return because sometimes you have to deliver a strong message, and every week we will have chin music uh, and have some fun with some sound that we hear during the week of, of baseball coverage here on the Hopefully it's not come me back. getting beat up every week. <laughs> well, it could be a weekly <laughs> thing. You never know. Uh, Bruce, let's uh, – Let's talk some White Sox when we come back from uh, from the break because there's a lot going on. It was a fascinating week if you were your mean Mercedes, if you were Lance Lynn, if you were Michael Kopech. Some really interesting developments on the south side. We'll talk about them next here on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It doesn't take a Rolls Royce long to get warm. And, and, and that's what Tony is. He's a, he's a Rolls Royce of managers. There's no doubt about it. You know, he's only been fired one time, uh, you know, in his <laughs> career. And you're talking to the <laughs> fire, you know. <laughs> so, oh, uh, <laughs> but I didn't fire him because he was a bad manager. There was some, some other reason. But uh, Tony and I both will take that reason to the grave with us. 
Welcome back to Inside the Clubhouse here at Chicago Sports Radio 670 score. I'm David Hall with Bruce Levine until 11 o'clock. That was, of course, it was the voice of Hawk Harrelson who joined Molly and I on the Molly and Haw Show on Friday morning talking about Tony LaRussa. Uh, more on the Sox in a moment, Bruce, but we want to share with people who might be just joining us the breaking news here on the score powered by BetQL. Become a better sports better. Get smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Cubs first base coach Craig Driver, second year with the team, tested positive for COVID. Contact tracing underway, trying to uh, find out exactly how far this has spread. But uh, he did not join the team in Pittsburgh. He was replaced on Thursday by Mike Napoli coaching first base and will be the case today later when they are scheduled to play the Pirates in Pittsburgh. Pre-game coverage here on the score begins at 5 with Zach Zaidman leading into Pat and Ron, but uh, Craig Driver not with the team contact tracing because of his COVID test, Bruce. So the Cubs will be without uh, the first base coach tonight. Right, and they they did all the testing in Pittsburgh Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Everybody came out negative in all those tests, which you know is really good news. So we're really happy about that. We wish uh, Craig a quick recovery, and uh, these are things that we're going to still have to get used to. Uh, Maybe all year this year, maybe for the next couple of years. Who knows, David? Uh, we do not know about the science all the way through. Absolutely. So we are going to have to deal with that as a reality uh, for this baseball season. Another thing we're going to have to get used to is seeing Tony LaRusso back in the Sox dugout for the first time in a very long time, Bruce, and through eight games. I, I just curious what you think overall. We heard from Hawk, who we talked to yesterday. We had some fun, and, and there's going to be uh, a lot of – decisions that get scrutinized in a way that maybe didn't before when Tony La Russa was in the dugout because of the presence of social media, the invasive nature of some of these things, and also just because it's, it's, it's pressure that, that is inherent. But his first week has been a mixed bag. I mean, I think that you had, you had the, the delay of the challenge, the 20 to 30 second debate that he, you know, could have reviewed a play that he didn't. He had the, accountability issue where he he fell on the sword and talking about staying with Matt Foster too long questionable decision with the Liam Hendricks usage at one point um the Sox at four and four have not been a team defensively that they thought they should be you wonder about their readiness for the season Bruce how would you evaluate Tony LaRusso's first week back in the dugout for the White Sox just like I evaluate every manager in the first week of the season Team plays well, you're a good manager. Team sucks, and uh, you're not. Uh, You know, this is all about Tony La Russa still here in Chicago and people um, kind of looking at uh, him and waiting for him to fail, okay? There are a lot of still haters out there. I think you have to admit that, David, that don't want him to be the manager, that didn't want him to be the manager, that are still waiting for him to fail, so they can, so he, so the 76-year-old baseball Hall of Famer can get out of their way, and they can get that young, energetic manager that they envisioned for their Chicago White Sox team in 2021. Well, that's not going to happen. I mean, it's just, you know, he's not going to get fired for making a mistake. He's not going to uh, get fired for admitting that he made a mistake, which a lot of managers would never do. Um, you know give him a tremendous amount of credit for just owning up and saying, I lost the game for the team. How many managers do you remember saying that over the last 15, 20, 30 years ever, you know, that 
basically this one thing where the pitcher failed was the manager's fault, and therefore they lost the game because of that. I think he was right. I think he stayed with him too too long. I think they right. did lose the game because of that move. So kudos to him for standing up up to up to it. Because if he didn't, I think there would be a lot more uh, at his doorstep now than is right now. Fair enough, Bruce. I I, I want to ask you the same question I asked Hawk Harrelson though, and and I and I think it's a fair one. And I, and I don't want to be unfair to Tony Larusa because he's 76 years old. As much as I think that I'd ask this about any manager who was out of the game for a decade, when a player comes back from an injury or layoff or even a semi-retirement, I think that we hear often, or even if the new player taking a step up in from a level from AAA to the majors or in football from college to the NFL, the speed of the game, the speed of the game, you have to adjust and get once the game slows down they'll be better off. Do you think the same is true with the 76-year-old manager who has been out for a decade? Do you think that Tony LaRusso saw and recognized and realized this first week that the things were happening faster than he recalled and there's going to be this adjustment phase as well? Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, I think that's fair. That's a fair analysis. But, you know, like the 22nd challenge is new, okay? I don't know if everybody right. understands that you – and. How many challenges do you think there were this first week? Not a lot. And and the reason is there's not enough time for the video guy to look at it and give the manager information of whether it should be challenged or not. Uh, you know, so I'm not making excuses for LaRusa. He wasn't able to do that. Uh, it was a bang, bang play. He could have been safe. He could have been out. Nonetheless, I think you're going to see far less challenges this year. That's why that rule was put in. Uh because of the fact that uh, the, those those calls are too close, you know. So again, um, we will we will see. Um, oh, good news! You want to talk about the good news? Yeah, we'll talk about the good news. You and I, you and I are going to talk to Tony Larusa at ten forty. That's terrific. That we can we can talk to the manager of the White Sox himself about the adjustment and and his first week and it was an eventful one four four wins uh, four losses and and you look at uh, the they're off today the White Sox game has been postponed due to weather uh, so they get a second day off and uh, this has been an eventful first week for Tony back in the uh, the dugout and and looking forward to that conversation so he he's got a, a bullpen. To, to manage he's got a team to prepare for he's got a void to fill in left field and part of that uh, life without Aloy Jimenez has been made easier with the emergence of your mean Mercedes Bruce what can you compare right. that to uh well you know it's it's a great story with Mercedes uh, picking up uh where uh where Jimenez left off but don't no no one should think that that's that Mercedes is going to replace what Jimenez would bring for a whole season this is you know, hopefully it's a, a a player late in his career getting a chance, and he's going to be good. But uh, let's not uh, let's not make him into Babe Ruth at this point. He's not going to be that. Um, they're going he's going to have to adjust to the way they learn how to adjust to him pitching wise, and and that'll be it. But uh, you know, injuries are something that I definitely want to talk to Tony about losing him and as Angle Anderson, uh, Hamilton. Uh, Garcia being on the bench with a leg injury. It's a, it's a lot of challenges for the first week of the season. And that's up to Tony LaRusso to, to address and to face. And we will talk to the White Sox manager next here on Inside the Clubhouse. 
here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Tony LaRusso next. Two and two. He struck him out. A home opener, complete game shutout, twirled by Lance Lynn. First shutout in a home opener since the venerable Wilbur Wood in 1976. Doesn't get much better than that. He was really in command, and what an outstanding outing. Did not walk a royal. Welcome back to Inside the Clubhouse here on Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 the score. Thank you to NBC Sports Chicago for that highlight from Lance Lynn's complete game shutout in the White Sox home opener. We are here until 11 o'clock, and I am David Haw, Bruce Levine as well. And, Bruce, we are pleased to welcome in a special guest to the Alpamani Nissan, Alpamani Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APNissan.com hotline. We have the White Sox manager ready to join us, correct, Bruce? That is correct. For the first uh, time in uh, 35 years, I can say uh, welcome to the Chicago White Sox manager, Tony LaRussa, on Inside the Clubhouse. Tony, good morning. Thanks for uh, taking some time with David and myself today. And uh, I guess uh, preparation continues to go on no matter whether there's a rain out or not for you. Good morning, Tony. No, we're all here in the clubhouse. Um, you know, didn't know it for sure until... They postponed it, but that just means that uh, you try to figure out mostly the pitching rotation. So Ethan Katz and Kurt Hasser and I have been sitting around, you know, playing around and, uh, you know, that and guys seeing how much work they can do uh, today before it rains. So, you know, there's always something you can do. Tony, uh, as far as coming back, let's just, Let's just talk about uh, the opening day here in Chicago first and uh, your feelings about uh, being back in the Chicago uniform in front of the, the home crowd. Obviously, you didn't have time, much time to reflect before the game, but afterwards, just your, just your feelings and your thoughts about being, as you say, home. I had been thinking about it. I mean, you know, it was so significant, you know, in 1979, and uh, I'm under no circumstances, I think I would last more than a couple of years. But uh, it would, how important the White Sox experience was, and that's one reason in the Hall of Fame where I would, you know, just uh, everybody thought I'd have the St. Louis uh, thing on my cap. But I said, no, how do you disrespect your opportunity that you had here in Chicago and also the wonderful A's situation? But, you know, coming back uh, over the years, there was never once when, especially when uh, was I was this side of town where I didn't run into White Sox fans, and uh, and they were always very welcoming, and they had great memories of their, especially the 83 team. So I, I just felt like it was going to be very special to be back, and, and uh, everybody that I had a chance to talk to or meet made me feel that way. And then you hope that the, the ball game turns out to be something that everybody enjoyed, and Thankfully, that uh, that first inning with two outs and nobody on by by uh, Jose and and Yuan and then fi- and Yerming uh, and Lance took care of the rest of it. But the, you know everybody that we had another couple of rallies where guys got base hits and it was just the kind of game that you know, is almost perfect as far as the fan is concerned. Tony, it was an eventful first week. You sit here at four and four and. 
and we've talked about this a lot, when players come back to the game after a layoff, whether it's a year or, or in your case a decade, to manage, the speed of the game is something you hear often, like I have to adjust to the speed of the game. Is the same true for managers in terms of processing information, making decisions quickly, and was there an adjustment period for you returning to the dugout and making those decisions in real time? Well, there really was not. Uh, I think the uh, the reason is that I did it for so long and was taught, mentored about, you know, how you concentrate, how you prepare, and then once the game is on, you know, how you play the what-if game to stay ahead of it, you know, and you do it 5,000 times, you know, it's just there's no way you're going to forget it. So the other real plus, and I mentioned this before, um, you know, sometimes people thought I'd been away from the game. I really wasn't. I was upstairs every year. And when you're upstairs, you're doing the same thing. You know, you're thinking along with both managers. And so that part of it was uh, there wasn't any problem with that. Uh, the big issue was just getting familiar, you know, all the processes for preparing and, you know, working on fundamentals. And all that was uh, the, the biggest uh, challenge, and especially with a new roster, and I uh, really got through it with just an outstanding coaching staff. I'm really, really pleased. I think our fans would be pleased. Our coaching staff is outstanding and really helped me uh, get through that spring training where a lot of good work was done. So I'm listening to you in the post game on uh, Wednesday, and I'm on the Zoom with you and the other reporters, and I, and I hear you say, you know, I, I lost this game. I blew it. Um, was my mistake should have taken foster out earlier didn't do it and i'm thinking about you know beginning my career you know talking to uh guys like uh billy martin and uh earl weaver uh and uh, dick williams and i'm saying damn i never remember a manager ever saying anything like that um is is that just you know something that you felt you had to do or is that just you just being who you are and saying, look, uh, you know, I, I, I made a mistake here. Um, you know, it, it just seems so different from a lot of the history of listening to managers and ta- talking to them after games. Uh, that's a good question. I think, um, well, first of all, if you have too many of those the rest of the season, then I shouldn't be around very long. So, uh, but I think that, the most important part about that, Bruce, is that you got to create an atmosphere on the club where everybody is accountable. Everybody takes responsibility for, you know, whether you're a pitcher or an infielder or outfielder, coach, a manager. And part of the accountability is if, if you mess up and you try to make excuses to explain it, then and you're uh, inconsistent, kind of hypocritical. So, you know, we really have stressed – uh, as a coaching staff and with the players, you know, that we're going to be honest and we're going to earn respect and trust. And the only way you're going to earn the trust is if you make a mistake, stand up and say you messed up, you know. And, and uh, you know, the worst part about it is what you go through after that game. I mean, you know, as the, the game is the players. It's the players against the players. Coaches and managers, we're supposed to put guys in position to win. So you really don't do a whole lot. Uh, but during the game, a lot of coaching goes ahead, hitting coach, pitching coach, so forth, infield, outfield, before to get guys ready. But during the game, you know, some of the decisions the manager makes, the most important are how many pitching. So when you mess that up, I mean, you feel rotten. And, 
it was a terrible plane trip, and uh, and I've been, you know, that's why I work so hard not to to stay on top of it because I know how bad it's going to feel if you if you do it. But getting back to your thing, you got to you got to be accountable, and and I would I just I wouldn't be able to walk into that clubhouse, you know, with players not knowing, uh, not knowing that I had accepted responsibility for making a mistake. Joined by White Sox manager Tony Larusa here on Inside the Clubhouse on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy the Score. Tony, when you go into the season, I imagine you had thought process in terms of how your lineup would come together, even without Aloy Jimenez. I don't know if you could ever anticipate a, a guy like your mean Mercedes hitting five fifty six in the first eight games, one of the best stories in baseball. How has that altered your approach, and how how uh, sustainable do you think it is not for him to hit over obviously five hundred, but for him to be a consistent hitter in the middle of that lineup? Well, I'll take you to the beginning, and that is when I first joined the organization and was trying to understand the talent on the roster. When I got to the position players, you know, guys like Chris Getz, who runs our minor leagues, our hitting coordinators, uh, you know, someone like Doug Sissons, the coordinator of the camp, uh, Johnny Orton, who knows him from catching, and, of course, Kenny and Rick and uh, Jeremy, the guys – that in this system, plus Frank Menachino, they told me about about your mean, and uh, you know, and everything they said was true. This young man has a lot of catching talent. He just lacks experience right now, you know, running the game. But uh, Frankie and all these people told me this guy is afraid of nothing as far as the game when he goes to the plate. I mean, he's trying to do something, and he does it with big swings. Strike one, strike two, and then he does what you what you preach with two strikes. He gets he just tries to put the ball in play. So if you watch him in the camp, I say, hey, he's, you know, I had expected it, and then you just impress it, you know, just how the ball comes off his bat. Uh, and to say that you know that I would have bet on this, the answer would have been no. But it, but he exactly fits the report that all the guys in the organization uh, gave me about him. So really. Uh, there's an expectation that when he plays, you know, he's going to be a tough out. And he, he's really been just sensational. It's so much fun to watch him. Tony LaRusso, the manager of the Chicago White Sox with David Hall and Bruce Levine on the inside the clubhouse for a few more minutes on a Saturday afternoon. The Chicago White Sox have been rained out today. They'll play tomorrow against the Kansas City Royals. And uh, Tony, um, the, the joy of winning, the joy of the, uh, the sadness of losing, uh, has that changed at all for you as a manager? Uh, the, the exhilaration of a win like opening day and watching uh, a guy like Lynn Deal and your offense and defense doing his thing, and then the, uh, the, the, the hurt and the pain of losses, has that changed uh, over time for you? Uh, not- have you noticed that the first week being back in the game? Well, that's that's a really good question, Bruce. Because uh, you know the first example of that was spring training. Uh, I know the coaches Dave Duncan and McKay. They would always think I was a little bit nuts, but you know I really got into those spring training games. And one run in the ninth, I was you know I wanted us to win. If we lost, you know it was uh, it was bothered, and and that's exactly the way I felt this spring. There wasn't any difference, and I got into these games now, and I I really think that. The answer is that the more that you experience, you know, the uh, the winning and the losing, 
you know, the deeper you feel them. So, you know, you take the losses harder. So I'm, and, and they're not any easier to accept. They're either they're tougher, actually. And a part of it is the expectations that our ball club has. You know, our fans really think, and and and, uh, and I agree with them, that we should be really good, contend, and have a great chance to play in October. So, you know, when you have those expectations, uh, it adds to the, the losing and, and the winning. And, and, you know, it's the old thing you hear all the time, but it's true. You know, you enjoy the wins for a little bit, and you suffer the losses longer. So uh, that's why you try to win, because <laughs> losing is no fun. Tony, I find it fascinating what you guys are doing with Andrew Vaughn. He's basically learning a position at the major league level, and he struggled to the plate early on, got the first hit, seemed like he hit, exhaled and took the pressure off. Where is he in his development as a left fielder, and, and is that just one of those situations where uh, kind of you, you had to adjust on the fly and, and he was he was the next best option, and how was he handling that? Well, I'll give credit to a, a, a legendary coach that was with the St. Louis Cardinals named George Kissel. I don't think anybody in baseball during the uh, 60-some years that he was in uniform wasn't touched by George, and I happened to be there for a bunch of years. George uh, taught Mike Shannon how to play third base when Ken Boyer retired. And his philosophy was if you take an athlete who's willing to work, who's tough, uh, can take the bruises of learning a position that he can become learning the basics over and over again, that he can become uh, at least an average, even above average defensive player. We did that with Skip Schumacher in 2009, moving from the outfield to second base. So when uh, Daryl Boston got a hold of, of uh, Andrew and you start looking at our infield situation and you wanted playing time, it actually started at Schaumburg last year when uh, Doug and the guys that worked down there and Wes, those guys worked them. You have an athlete who's willing to work. And I'll tell you right now, uh, the way he's playing left field is, is, uh, is a little above average. I mean, he does, he makes good decisions. He breaks on, on the balls. He's made plays that are above average, uh, throws well. So it's just a product of uh, really hard work, a determined young man with uh, a, a strong head and heart and outstanding coaching. So, uh, I, I don't hesitate. You know, we had Billy Hamilton. I took him out because Billy Hamilton's got experience. But there's, I have no fear to leave uh, Andrew in left field with a one-run game and uh, the entire nine innings. Tony, Tony thank uh, you so much for your time. Yeah, we appreciate it very much. Uh, I don't know what you do on the off day except prepare. Knowing Tony Larusa, you're just preparing all day for the next day. But have a nice uh, meal somewhere and enjoy. Enjoy some company of your buddies. Thanks again for joining us today. Well, I always enjoy talking baseball. Thank you, fellas. Thanks, right, Tony. Thanks. Tony LaRusso, the White Sox manager, kind enough to join us today. The White Sox are rained out. The Cubs play later today, 5 o'clock here, pregame on the score. Bruce, we have some people to thank because this has been a fun show. Went quick. Yeah, absolutely. Tony LaRusso, the manager of the White Sox, a late entry and a great one. Also, Tommy Hadovy of the Cubs. We Adam Stadzinski for a job well done as our producer. David, uh, people can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine. I write Sox and Cubs on our website at 670thescore.com. We'll see you next week, my friend. And thank you, Bruce, for being a good sport, uh, sitting in the dunk tank and letting people take their shots. You did it well. <laughs> you did it professionally. It was a fun show. Thanks for joining us. We're back here next week. And also, well, I'm back on Monday morning, Mullenhoff, 5 o'clock here on The Score. Thanks for joining us inside the clubhouse here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.